Hey, what's up everyone? Stephen LaBelle here with a new episode, the very first one, and we're going to be going over my origin story today. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. I wanted to give you guys the backstory to how I got started with this this whole mindset. So, all throughout my life, I have wanted to make more money. I always wanted to be very wildly successful. Like when I was when I was a kid growing up, all I would do for fun is I would mostly just sit in my room, listen to music, basically visualize myself up on the stage as like a rock star or a singer or whatever. And um, this continued all throughout my adult life. I always told people, well, you know, I want to be successful. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be able to, you know, have a nice car, have a nice, you know, nice house, nice everything, you know basically live the American dream. So, um, this continued and continued and continued. And, you know, when I was growing up, my parents always taught me, well, in order to make, in order to make a lot of money, obviously you have to go to school, you have to get a college degree, you have to graduate, you have to get yourself a good job. And that never, ever, ever really resonated with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I um never ever enjoyed going to school. Eating all throughout, you know, from elementary all the way up to high school, it was just never ever ever my thing. <clears throat> and to give you guys kind of an example of, you know, how bad or maybe not how bad, but how much this was ingrained in my head was one day when I was I believe I was about 10 years old maybe a little bit younger, I told my mom, well, I don't really want to go to college. I don't ever want to go to college. And then she said, well, then you'll be a deadhead. And she didn't mean it in a bad way. I know she was just saying it because she loved me and she wanted the best for me. She really wanted me to go to school. But that stuck with me. So all throughout my adult life, of course, I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here thinking, Man, I've got to figure out how to make a lot of money. Well, I've obviously got to go to college, but I hate going to school. Why do I have to do this? This doesn't make any sense. So, I, uh, when I was graduating high school, I knew I didn't want to go to college right away. So, I joined the military. And this was also another thing that I always wanted to do. So, it kind of conflicted a little bit with me always making, me always wanting to make a lot of money because my, my parents and my siblings kind of laughed at me <clears throat> and said, well, how are you going to make a lot of money when you're in the military? Those two don't coincide. And they were right because it's true. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're in the military. I joined the army and I was not an officer. And I think when I first went in, I was making about $1,400 a month? Now, I mean, there's caveats to it. You had your free housing. You had your, you know, your medical all taken care of. They fed you. So you didn't have to spend any money on that. It's just $1,400 extra per month that you can basically just throw in a fire, which I basically did because I didn't know how to manage my money. <laughs> but obviously those two coincide. Did not coincide, excuse me. So I'm... In the military, and I'm still thinking, oh, I want to make a lot of money. I want, what can I do? What is, you know, you know, what, what is it that I want to do? And I 
couldn't really answer that question. Couldn't answer that question for a long time. So, you know, fast forward getting out of the army and I'd spent uh, two tours in Iraq. So I had now looked at the world a lot differently. And the one thing that I knew I didn't want to do once again (laughs) was I didn't want to stay in the military because I'd already been deployed twice, and I was also recently married. My wife and I got married in April of 2004, so when I was getting out, we were 21, newly married, young, and I'm like, nope, I've already dodged bullets twice for two tours, I'm good. So we're going to get out, and guess what? I'm going to go to school. So I start going to school, and I was going to be a firefighter. And basically, by this time, I had told myself, well, since you did the military thing and now you're doing the firefighter thing, you'll make a good living. You'll never be rich. And that's what I told myself. And that stuck with me for a very long time. So I was going to school, going to school, going to school. I enjoyed doing the firefighter thing. But um, I was having a lot of trouble where I was living at the time. So, my wife and I had made the decision that we were going to move in with some family. And that family lived in Montana. Now, I want you to kind of imagine the swing of things that's happening right now is that we were moving from southern Florida, where we lived at the time, where I was going to school, all the way up to Montana. So, that is a complete 180 shift. And my wife was doing it because she said, if this is what's going to make you happy... Since you're so unhappy down here, then let's do it. So, we move up to Montana, and yeah, I'm fast-forwarding a lot of in-between, but we'll we'll get to that stuff later. So, we move up to Montana, and I am got a decent job. Got a job at Best Buy as a uh, delivery driver, and at the time, that was the most money that I had ever made. So I was working lots of overtime. I was getting paid pretty decent. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. And then in 2000, or excuse me, late 2008 was when, you know, the economy really, really crashed. You know, this is when I started paying attention to what the stock market was doing and started to notice that I was in some big, big trouble because I was working retail and... The economy, from what the news was saying, and from what it looked like, you know, just just when you took a look around, people were people were definitely concerned. Like, is this going to be the time when we really we can't recover from this big economic crash? So, you know, this is happening around me, and I'm like, I'm kind of concerned about it, but I'm not really concerned about it. I'm like trying to take it all in. And we decide, well, housing prices fell so much, maybe it's time to buy a house. So in October of 2009, we bought our first place to get first house together. It was a townhouse in Billings, Montana. And, you know, we're moving in and the bills are starting to rack up a little bit. And by this time, overtime had basically gone away. It's, you know completely done um, and the hours are starting to get trimmed back quite a bit now I'm still going to school during this time 
So I'm getting a little bit of income because I have the GI Bill, which helped me supplement for the time being. And um, I was uh, called up my cousin one day, and I was asking him, what do you think about what's going on? And he said, well, it's only going to get worse. And I'm like, well, wait, what? It's only going to get worse? So we get into talking about this, and he starts talking about financial education, and he starts recommending all these books by like Robert Kiyosaki and a few other authors, and he's like, go read this book, go read that book, and I was not a big reader at the time. I'm like, I can barely read. I hate reading. I already have to read enough when I'm studying. <clears throat> so, but I humor him for a little bit. And he was like, you can read one page a day, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can definitely do that. So I start reading one page a day, and I start really, really, really getting into it. And all of those, you know, external desires of making a lot of money, having a nice house, having a nice car, it can all be done through financial education and so on and so forth. And I get excited again. I get excited about my original dreams. And... When I was going through it, you know, I was starting to buy a ton of books, reading a ton of books, I was preaching financial education, and <clears throat> I had to start asking myself, okay, what is the main reason why I'm actually doing this? And like I've told you guys tons of times before in this episode, well, I want to make more money, well, I don't want to have a nice house, I want to have a nice car, and I want to, you know, build businesses and have investments that work for me. And those things are all great, but really, what I think the the internal desire for me was that I wanted my kids to look up at me, look up to me, and I wanted my wife to love me very much because, like I said, I took her all the way to Billings, Montana from South Florida. She, I don't think, she wasn't necessarily on board, let's just put it that way, but she did that for me because she said she loved me. And she does. So this was my way deep down inside saying I want to do all these things because I want you to love me. And I want my kids to look up to me. I know I'm repeating myself a little bit here. But that was the biggest internal desire. And not only that is that like when I was growing up my parents kept preaching education. And I still hadn't finished my college degree yet. We're now in... We're now in late 2009, and I had started college back in uh, 2007 and still haven't gotten my EMT certification yet. I'm not in paramedic school, and things are starting, time is starting to get tight because my work schedule's still up and down. It's, um, it's very hard to do when being a delivery driver and trying to go to the, trying to go to school at the same time, and plus setting time aside for my wife and our new our firstborn child. So I was trying to invest in myself through financial education and personal development books, but um time is clearly, clearly not on my side. And not only that, I wasn't planning anything. I wasn't making I wasn't making time, wasn't planning anything correctly. I was kind of just flying by the seat of my pants. And this was, uh, this was causing a problem. It was causing so much of a problem that now nothing is getting done. 
my schoolwork isn't getting done. I'm still doing, still reading my books, doing my financial education, but um, my family life and my schoolwork is absolutely, absolutely suffering, and it's just it's starting to wear on me. It's starting to wear on me so much to the point where I'm still going to school, still trying really hard. And I had switched my majors by this time. I had said, because it's very hard to get into the fire department where I was at. They said there was a very long waiting list. And even without questioning any of that, and I was, in my mind, I said, I have a new kid. I need to get myself a decent career, at least something stable, because this delivery driver stuff isn't working out. So I had switched my degree. And that went into criminal justice and absolutely hated it. Absolutely could not stand it. But I'm sitting here trying to force myself through it because, as I was taught all of these years, you got to get your education. you got to get yourself a good, safe, secure job. But now I'm getting all this information from these financial education and personal development books. And they're basically their messages to hell with the government education you need to go out there and you need to just make something happen so now my brain is just starting to scramble and it's getting scrambled and it's getting even more scrambled and I'm questioning everything and I don't know who to turn to because everyone in my family and everyone in my wife's family they're all employees not bad people at all but you know I was venturing into basically entrepreneurship business building and investing and aside from everyone having 401ks or maybe doing some stock picking, nobody had any idea what I wanted to do. And even worse, people questioned it constantly. And you got the old adage, well, investing's risky. Building a business is risky. And this, that, and the other. Oh, it's all risky. Don't do it. Just go to school. This economic hardship, it'll pass. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? So... This road keeps keeps going, keeps going, eventually until I get to a point where basically I'm not going to school. I get academically academically suspended from school because my grades were so bad. And this is when I went kind of down a, a bit of a dark path where I'm sitting here every single night asking myself, what am I going to do with my life? Because... I can't stand school, I can't stand college, and but I was always taught that I, I have to have a degree, I have to have something like this, some kind of background like this, so I can be successful, which is total BS, I'm going to go off script for a minute, total, total BS, so, but since I was raised with it, I never questioned what my parents thought, you know, it was stuck in my mind and it was stuck in my mind and all of these negative thought patterns were continuously stuck and revolving in my mind and it was just a constant reminder like every single day when I try to figure out okay what can I do and then all of these negative thought patterns because I had built them and society will do this your parents will do this a lot of things will do this where these negative thought patterns will come in and they will try to stop you from doing what you really want to do. Your brain's actually hardwired this way because for tens of thousands of years, I'm not going to go into that right now, but you guys, I think you guys get the point. <clears throat> I'm having a lot of trouble making a decision for what I should be doing. 
So I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. I had found myself a better job. Um, got myself a little bit more money. Got my bills caught up. Filled up the refrigerator. You know, things are starting to feel a lot more stable in the household. So now I'm like, okay, now I've got some extra money. What should I invest in? And then the exact same thought patterns, the exact same negative thought patterns. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you're not educated enough. Oh, you can't do this, that, or the other. Oh, we don't know how to do this or that. And, you know, everything, everything, everything that my brain could have done to stop me from doing what I wanted to do, it did. And I allowed this to keep happening. And this is where, this is where the problem came from. And these negative thought patterns, they got even more ingrained and more ingrained. And with my new job and everything, even though I was making a lot more money, I still had all of these negative thought patterns. We're going to fast forward a little bit more. But in 2016, I got laid off from my job. And we had just freshly moved from... Billings, Montana, down to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. That's where we reside right now. And I had no plan. I had no mo- barely any money. And we had our second kid by this time. And I'm still sitting here thinking, well, now I'm laid off. Now I, I don't have a degree. Thought pattern's still there. I have skills from my other job, but a lot of those don't transmute into skills on the outside other than just basic computer, basic mechanical skills. And once again, negative thoughts in my head are just swirling and swirling and swirling. And this is probably one of the hardest times in my life when I basically was starting to become suicidal. I was deeply, deeply depressed, deeply frustrated with myself. And basically what's going on in my head in this moment was you failed your family, you failed your kids, you failed at life. And, excuse me, and this is back in 2016. At the time, I was, um, was only 33 years old. So time has absolutely not run out. It's absolutely not run out. And I'm like, oh crap, what am I going to do? Well, I got myself a couple of jobs and I had to, there wasn't, wasn't a whole lot available for me in Fort Collins. So I had to commute back to, back and forth from Denver each day. So it's an hour long drive on a good day. And that's assuming no traffic, anything like that. And I'm like, well, now I've got two hours of mindless driving. What am I going to do? Well, I've got podcasts and time. So I am going to inject a shit ton of personal development podcasts into my brain. And we're going to figure this problem out. We're going to tackle it head on. And from, I believe it was March of um, 2016 until February of 2017... I did this every single day. It was almost seven days a week when I was working for the post office. And then I had gotten a job with Otis Elevator. And um, so it went from seven days a week down to five days a week. But um, just 
back and forth from Denver. And like I said, an hour is a good day. Generally, it was an hour and a half each way. So usually I'd have about three hours to just inject this information into my mind. And I said, we're going to live it. We're going to embody it. We're going to figure this out. And once again, okay, great. This is awesome. <gasps> Nothing. <laughs> so February of 2017, due to the commute being way too long and still basically living less than paycheck to paycheck, I decided it was time to go back to my old job because things had picked up. It was working in the oil industry. And anybody knows that back in, I think it was late 2015, or excuse me, late in 2014, the price of oil just completely crashed. And then 2015 was a very rocky year. Work was up and down. And then, like I said, January 2016, the company that I worked for said, hey, sorry, it's no fault of your own, but we don't have any work for you. So basically 2016 till 2017, very rough year, very we'll just call it that we'll just call it a very rough year so <clears throat> all of these podcasts that I listen to and I can't name them all but all of them every single guru that was out there from Tony Robbins Bob Proctor Michael Hyatt um, Brian Buffini it's tons of them every single one of them emphasized you need to get a coach and you need to train your mind you need to get a coach. You need to train your mind. That was the reoccurring message. And also another one was making decisions. And that was something that I had never, ever, ever actually learned to do. I had never learned to make decisions. And if you actually listen to a lot of other people, most people have never learned to make decisions. That's why a lot of people will come around. They'll be asking, well, what do you think I should do? Well, I don't know what you should do. You make the decision. And everybody does this. I still, to this day, do this. I, I question my decisions, but that'll be for another time. So, got back into the oil industry. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, all right, this time around, we are going to invest. We're going to invest in personal development. We're going to invest in ourselves. We're going to make something happen. So, my plan was, was to go out and make a little bit of money find some programs to invest in so I can build up some side incomes and this is what we're going to do. We're going to catch up our bills. Once It's basically going to repeat itself. We're going to catch up on the bills. We're going to fill up the refrigerator, make sure everybody has what they need. Okay, great. Family's taken care of. Bills are paid. Fridge is filled up. Everyone's good. Okay, what do we invest in? And it took me quite a while, and it took me... I actually invested in quite a few programs. Some of them were pretty sizable in the amount. But I said, all right, this is what I've got to do. This is what I've got to do to make a difference, to make a change, so that I can have that wildly successful lifestyle, and I can have all of this, all of this money coming in, and then I don't have to worry about that job or that career or anything. You know, my wife and I, we can live our dream life, which is basically traveling, going to exotic locations, giving our kids whatever it is that they want to do because I didn't get to do a whole lot when I was growing up. So I wanted to make sure that my kids had basically, you know, any parent would tell you this. Every parent wants everything that they didn't have for their kids. And that's just what I wanted to provide. So I um, 
that was the plan. I'm going to invest in programs, try to find a coach, and the programs that I was investing in at the time were not yielding results. And it was, at the time, very, very challenging to figure out where that's coming from because I'm like, I know what I've got to do. I've got to do this. And I would sit there and I'd watch a ton of education videos. They'd be showing me what I had to do. A lot of it was about e-commerce, email marketing, internet marketing, copywriting, all of these things just consuming all in all just tons of content day in and day out. And this goes on for a good year and a half up until it was uh, 2018. And that was probably one of the roughest years I've had, at least marriage and family-wise, because my wife was having a lot of trouble getting on board. She couldn't, she couldn't understand my vision, which was my fault, because I was having so much trouble communicating it to her. And I wasn't giving her the time that she deserved to have that my kids deserve to have. Basically, I wasn't present. I was working constantly, and then I was working on my businesses in my free time. And a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, that's a good thing to do. You got to get these things going. This won't be forever. But the problem was is that my family was getting excluded. And during that time, I had figured out, and this was my big wake-up call, was that I needed help. I could not lone wolf this thing anymore. I need a program that's going to teach me about my mind. I need a program that's going to teach me successful habits. And I need a coach that that will help me along the way. That's not going to hold my hand, but that's going to help me. And I found that when I went into Bob Proctor's programs. I found that. And my coach. And I found that. And coach is, I should say. So, when I went there, or excuse me, not went there, but going through these programs, I learned the power of the mind. And replacing thought patterns with positive thinking. You know, all these other things that we're going to go into. But, um... To make a very long story short, to achieve what you want, it has to start with your mind. And it took me realizing that, and it took me also applying what I knew, which created the transformations in my life. So all of a sudden, even though 2018 was hard family-wise, we moved from our two-bedroom apartment into a, into a nicer home. We've been able to take vacations. And my wife and I have been able to communicate our needs with each other a lot more. I've been a lot more present for my children. But this all started with me realizing what was going on in my mind. And studying, constantly studying. And figuring out ways to change that. So, there you have it guys. That's my origin story. I, uh... I hope that was entertaining enough for you. I know I jumped around quite a bit. I repeated myself quite a bit. But there it is. And like I said, the transformation that was experienced was realizing what was going on in my mind and realizing what I needed to do to change it. 
which we're going to go through. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you guys on another one. Thanks.